What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Yo, 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 what's going on? Buffalo Fanatics in the house. What's happening, baby? I was so good to see you. So good to be with everybody. It is Thursday night live, baby. The Rated Rev Show. Your host, it's Rev on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. You know how it is. You know who we do it. You know how how we do it and who it is. That's what I'm trying to say, baby. Smash that like. Hit the subscribe button as you already pop up in here right now. What's going on, man? So glad to see everybody in here. Let me know where you're watching from. This is Roll Call. This is how we do it, baby. I see everybody in here already going off, man. What's going on? So good to be here with you guys. I've got my man. Where's he at? David Abbott. There we go, baby. How you pronounce that, man? It's from Quebec. Shawinigan, Quebec, I think that's how you say it. I don't know, forgive me if I messed it up. But what's happening? Connor, Hanks, Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. I've got Adventures with Smiles in here from Winnipeg. Sanjay, Christopher, Maryland. I've got Brooklyn, New York in the house. Michael G. Williams. Jaden Torres, Texas. What's good? Chris 716, South Buffalo. Sweat. Indianapolis, Indiana. So good to see you guys. Look at this. Johnny Blaze from Dirty Jersey. Kim Betts, middle of nowhere in New York. What's up, Kim? What is happening to each and everybody who is joining us live right now? As I mentioned, smash that like, hit the subscribe button if you have not already done so. Welcome to Rated Rev. And to those who are watching the replay, what's up? This is your man, Rev. And to everybody who likes to join in via podcast format, we don't discriminate. What's up to everybody as well, man? Look here. Um, I'm excited. I am excited to be here with you guys again for another episode of Rated Rev. Look out to my man, Carlito Vasquez, Niagara Falls, New York. Cast, OP, New York. What's happening, baby? Trust the process, Bradford, Pennsylvania. Who else we got in here? My man, Chris Aileen. 
Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. What is happening, baby? What's happening? Brian Freedom, what's up? Oh, I got somebody from Lawton, Oklahoma. What's up, Seth and Jen? Katovi, I think that's how you pronounce it. Forgive me, or Katavi, if I mispronounce your last name. Love and blessings from Lawton, Oklahoma. What's happening? Yo, I'm excited about today's show. As you guys know, I wasn't with y'all last week. I had some things to take care of, so I missed last week's show, which was good anyway, because I'm not going to lie, I was still in my feelings. I did not feel good um, anyway to do that show. Not like I was making an excuse, but, you know, for those who don't know, I have a food truck, and so we've had to change some of our hours and, and of operations and stuff like that, so uh, we had to make some adjustments, which is why I wasn't on last week. But on top of that, yeah, I wasn't feeling good after that, after that 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 I lost anyway. But yo, I'm back at it. I'm back at it for tonight's show. Ready, locked and loaded. I've got a guest with me who's going to be joining here very shortly. Um, I'm excited to bring him on as well. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Bills offseason. The Bills offseason has been underway for a couple of weeks now. But uh, I think I think I've officially kind of like embraced it, and and I've accepted it to a degree. It is what it is. I can't I can't change it no how. So I might as well try to try to keep it moving and go forward. And so, yeah, that's where we are. That's where we are. I'm not going backwards. I'm not going to talk about that game. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm, I'm tired of it. Okay, I already told you that I'm, I'm kind of still a little bit in my feelings about it. But I'm, I'm not even going to rehash that game tonight. It's all about moving forward. And we're going to move forward by talking about the offseason. And you know what? I'm not even going, I'm not even going to jump into the Super Bowl. I don't even care about that. I don't know about you guys. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just a salty guy. Maybe I'm just in my feelings. But I don't care about the Super Bowl. I really don't. I don't care about it. I don't care about who wins the game. I, I may turn it on just because it's something to watch. But I ain't going to be too much involved in that game, to be honest with you. Okay? And so I'm my focus right now is Azona's offseason and getting started for the next season. That's where I am. Kim Betts, I appreciate you. Missed you guys too. She says, missed you, Rev. That means a lot to me. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm focused on this offseason. And I've got something uh, in the works. So let me kind of tell you guys, let me introduce kind of the show and, and, and my idea going forward with the show here the next several weeks. So as you can see on the, on the thumbnail, all right, so tonight's show is about it's a Buffalo Bills offseason primer, free agency or the draft, O-line, and tight end. So essentially what this is is this. I am going to start off a series, kick off a series starting tonight. Um, it's, it's, it's the Bills offseason primer series. And essentially what that is is from now all the way up until um, free agency starts, which I think the legal tampering period starts March the 13th. So from there all the way up until then, each and every week, on the show, we are going to have a Bills offseason primer where we're going to take a look into every positional group on the Buffalo Bills, dissect it to a degree, and figure out the, the, the weaknesses on this roster and within those position groups, and then identify whether or not that should be addressed via free agency or the draft. Okay, And so we're going to try to knock out a couple of position groups per week starting tonight, which should get us right up until um, the, the the Thursday night show before that Monday. I think I think it's the Monday. Let me check my calendar here real quickly. I think it's the it's the Monday before the legal tampering period begins, and then that following Thursday show 
will be the day after the first official day of free agency, where we're going to just, just talk about free agency, talk about what the Bills did or did not do. You guys know what the cap is looking like. So we'll see if if the wizard himself, uh, Big Baller Bean, can make some magic happen um, this free agency to make some moves to improve the team. But nevertheless, so that's how that that's kind of how we're going to outline the show. So tonight is the kickoff show, and uh, we're going to kick things off by talking about the O-line and the tight end room. O-line and tight end position. What do you think about that position group right now? O-line is a big topic of conversation right now. And the tight end is a sneaky group as well. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that, and I'm going to talk about it with my guest. And so we're going to talk about that and figure out what they should do. Should they address that situation or that position group via free agency or the draft? And I want to hear from you guys as well. So drop your comments in the chat. You know this is an interactive show. This is how we do it. So drop those conversations and those those opinions in the chat. And to those who who are watching via, I mean, who are listening via podcast format, you can still interact with the show. Just go back on the replay, drop your comment in the chat as well. And um, you know, I try to do my best to uh, to comment or to reply to everybody who who uh, who comments on all of my shows. I love being interactive with you guys. All right, so that's what we're gonna do tonight. Are you guys ready for that? I hope you're ready for it because uh, ready now. Here we go. I'm ready for it. I'm excited about it. But um, before we get into that, and before I bring on my guest, um, I want to talk about some breaking news um, around the, the the Buffalo Bills. But hold on. Matter of fact, just put a pin in that real quickly. Real quickly. Um, I want to say something else about these shows. What I'm going to try to do here in the offseason, uh, we'll see how it goes, is I want to try to have a shortened uh, version of Rated Rev. So we're trying to, my idea is to not go over an hour. 45 minutes, you know, is is ideal, okay? We just want to hit it with some content, get in and get out, okay? And then as we get closer and closer to the season, we'll, we'll of course, extend it. But that's the goal, okay? That's the goal. So hold me to it. 45 minutes to an hour tops tonight, all right? So now, let's get into some breaking news around the Buffalo. <laughs> If you have not heard, the Buffalo Bills have made a new addition to the coaching staff. Sean McDermott has hired Al Holcomb to be the new defensive assistant for the Buffalo Bills. Now, if you're like me, you probably didn't have a clue as to who Al Holcomb was (laughs) until recently, right? Until... They decided to make the hire and they made it public and whatever. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I had no idea who he was. I think I've heard of the name before, but I didn't really know, you know, specifics until like, like yesterday until today I've been kind of diving into it a little bit. So um, yeah, he's a new defensive assistant. You say, well, Ray, if that's just a defensive assistant, like what, you know, significance does that hold? Well, I'm glad you asked that question um, because I think it, it, I think it, it, it says a lot. Well, maybe not a lot. Maybe, maybe it says a little bit about a couple of things here. And, uh, and and I'm and I'm I'm gonna bounce this um off of my guest here that I'm gonna bring in here um shortly as well. And it and it brings me to this. What does this addition say about Eric Washington? Eric Washington, you know, is a D-line coach for the Bills, but he also holds or had held that dual title of senior defensive assistant slash D-line coach. Well, now Al Holcomb comes in here, and he's a new senior defensive assistant. So what does that say about Eric Washington? 
Does Eric Washington get a demotion? You know, is 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 he on his way out the door? Is he just demoted back to this D-line coach? Period. I don't know. What what do you think? Drop your 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 comments in the chat. I want to know what you guys think. I want to know your thoughts about that. And I'm gonna br- go ahead and bring on my guest. Go ahead and give me a thumbs up when you're ready, my man. Give me a thumbs up when you're ready. Okay. So my guest, my man Donnie Troutman. I don't know if you guys remember, but back in uh back during the draft last year, we had my man Donnie on. He's a he's an avid Florida Gators fan. You know what I'm saying? And so he was giving us the the, the scoop and the lowdown on, on the Gators. And matter of fact, he even called the first round draft pick of Kyrie Elam saying, yo, he he fits the bills. This is who I think they're going with. And lo and behold, that is exactly who Brandon Bean decided to select in the first round of last year's draft. So I'm going to go ahead and bring my man on, Donnie Matteo. He's, a like I said, big-time Bills fan and Florida Gators fan. Welcome to the show, my man, Donnie Trotman. What's up, Donnie? How you feeling, what, baby? What's up, Rav? How you doing? Man, I, I am good, man. Good to see you. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been too yeah. long, baby. Been too it's long. It's been too long. It's been since it's, the draft, I know. It's been since the draft. And I'll tell you what, man. Uh. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you on during you know during this series, man. As you as you're open to it, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, as, as much as possible, man. Because you're you're big you're big on the, on the Gators, man. And you also you know you got your head in 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 the uh, in the college game probably a lot more so than I do. So I wanna I wanna pick your head about a lot of the the prospects coming up as well in, in the draft too, man. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you're here, man. How's how how things been going? Good, can't complain. You know, like you said, it's been it's been a weird week in the seven one six. We. Uh... Obviously, two weeks ago, we took that awful loss. I was at the stadium, and that was probably one of the worst games I've ever attended uh, yeah. in a long time, I could say. And that place got quiet at the end of the uh, at the end of the hat. So it, it was tough. Um, mm. I couldn't even go on social media for about a week because uh, it was that bad. So yeah, yeah, I but, was. Uh, I mean, while 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 you were absent from social media, I was on there, you know, emotional tweeting, dude. I was that, that's 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 just what I do. I get mad. I was so frustrated. I, I uh the level of frustration I had is I can't I, I can't remember how frustrated I was. I can't remember the last time I was about that. Like like the last year, it was different, right? It was different. It was it was heartbreak. Oh, that close. Um, that was tough to swallow. But this year, the way the way in which they lost. Um, was ju- it just left us left such a bad taste in my mouth, um, and, and it left me not 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 necessarily heartbroken, but really disappointed and, and upset in the team and how they could go out there and just just stink up a joint at home. You know what I'm saying? Like it, that. It, it it was it was terrible. A lot of questions. I mean, when you when you look at the season in general, they had a lot of hype. Josh started yeah. out really hot. I mean, obviously MVP candidate. Right. Bills were the number one team. Everybody's calling them Super Bowl content. You know, that Green Bay game, they had the bye week. They yeah. went to Green Bay. It all went downhill from there. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it but, did. But let's be honest. I mean, it was an emotional roller coaster for this team, and I think it all ran out in that Cincy game. Mm-hmm. Um, honest, I mean, I think that game at Cincy, I mean, I think that night we get rolled. I, I really do. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on that I one. I, I really, I really thought thought that was the case too. I, I didn't mention it, but I, I, I talked about it behind the scenes with Rico. Matter of fact, on the preview show, I was like, "Yeah, I don't think this is going to be good." But, no. but, but anyway, man, you know what? Uh, I mean, the past is the past. It is what it is, right? Yeah. I mean, things happened. Um, the team didn't make it. They were this close. Um, yet again, you know, they, they fall, they fall short of of their of their goal, which is a Super Bowl. 
Um, and that's the bar now. That's that's the standard, right? That's Correct. the standard now. Um, the team has has by by virtue of of how they've been playing over the past several years and what Sean McDermott has done, the standards have been raised, and along with the standards come the expectations. And so for me, it's I wouldn't say Super Bowl or bust, but I, I would say that the standard is that high. Like we need to hit this. We have to. We have to get there. And I'm not gonna lower the bar just because we missed it. I mean, we got to keep on trying for it and keep on hitting for it, and uh, hopefully. Um, that's when I believe that's what the coaches are, are trying to do this this offseason. And that's I know that's what Brandon Bean is going to be trying to do. The team is going to be trying to improve this offseason to get to their goal of uh, reaching the Super Bowl. And so that's what, that's, what, that's, that's, what, that's what brings us to this to the show um, tonight. And we're talking about the offseason and what the Buffalo Bills um, need to do going forward um, in, in the, in the offseason to try to improve their team. And so what I want to do is I want to I want I want to ask you some questions, but um. Primarily, first of all, you know about 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 the uh, the new coaching addition to the staff. Um, uh, Al Holcomb, new new senior defensive assistant. Uh, you know, I mean, people have said, "Oh God, here we go. Here's, an, uh, here's another Panthers, you know, uh, um, hire or whatever." You know, this is Buffalo North. Or, I mean, uh, Carolina North or whatever. Here, Sean McDermott just keeps on bringing these Carolina Panthers connections back to Buffalo. I mean, what what were your initial thoughts, man, when you heard about the news? Scapegoat. Honestly, hmm. I, I think ever since that last game, I think somebody needs to be fired. And they go ahead and fire the, the safeties coach, which is an absolute joke to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the fans would say the same thing. Um, I'll be honest. I think it's time to move on from Frazier. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a he's a comfortable – you know what? He, he He's not going to kill you. But let's be honest. They were not prepared at all. They had no scheme difference for mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Yeah. They had how many different – offensive lineman in that game we burrow had all day to throw yeah. he had all day to do anything the scheme i thought was absolutely awful to me it's a scapegoat um i, I don't think it really are you, are you, so are you, are you are you talking about salgado yeah correct yeah i don't okay yeah salgado the safety coach yeah no i'm, I'm talking about al holcomb the new defensive assistant well that's what Who, i mean bringing him yeah. on i think is it's oh. kind of all they're kind of, it's a scapegoat. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. That, oh, that's, so you're trying, that's trying, to deflect, trying to deflect blame from, from Leslie Frazier, probably. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You haven't heard yeah. anything about Frazier at all. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. surprised we haven't heard more. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's interesting, though, that he comes on as the senior. You know, that that is the interesting part about the defense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because Eric Washington held that title, you know, as, as, a, yeah. as a senior defensive assistant slash D-line coach. Um, and so I wonder, like, like what... What does it say about 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 uh, Washington? You know, like is he just getting demoted? I mean, could he be on his way out? I mean, I wasn't, I haven't been too impressed with the D line's development. You know, under under uh, Eric Washington. I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you, do you think? I mean, do you think Eric Washington um, deserves some blame, or do you think is he just really doesn't have much talent outside of That's, you know uh, Von <laughs> Von Miller? I think and, you I think you hit it right there. I mean, you yeah. have Von going. To, I mean. Vaughn takes a whale, you know, he takes up so yeah. many, you know, opportunities for other players, Russo yeah. and, you know, and Oliver and, and all I'm seeing all week about this week is about Ed Oliver. Do we move him? Mm-hmm. That's everyone wants to trade him. So mm-hmm. who's going to replace him? That's what I want to know. Man, I have no idea. Exactly. I have no idea. But as a top 10 pick, former top 10 pick, I mean, I expect way more than Ed Oliver. I expected him to be a dominant force in the interior of the defensive line. And he just has not been that. I mean, he's yeah. he's kind of he's flashy, right? I mean, here and there, you know, he may flash here and there or he may streak, but he's just not that dominant force, especially when you look at some of the defensive linemen that were on the board available to them, you know, before I mean, when they decided to select Ed Oliver. So I, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of on the fence with him, and I need to see more. But it's, it's just weird because – 
you know, they picked up this fifth year option. And so he's going into a contract season, which you can mm-hmm. expect him to really put it on, right? Because he wants to make the bag, but it just hasn't been there consistently enough. And so I can see where some of the fans are saying, you know, Hey man, I would be willing to trade him. But so, I mean, I, I, I can, I can go there. I mean, yeah. I, I can really get myself there. Um, you know, and maybe they can add another defensive lineman in the draft. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that that's, that's something that we can talk about here um, on, on a later yeah. show when we preview the defensive line. But um, I'm, I'm interested in, 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 and just the, the coaching hires, you know, I, I've heard that, that Salgado, the new safeties coach and Eric, I mean, not Eric Washington, Al Holcomb, they, they uh, not only have familiarity, but they, but, but they are, they're, they're, I think they, their forte from what I've heard is, is in disguise coverage, you know, disguising coverage. Um, and so that, that, that may give you a, an idea of what they intend to do going forward. Um, I don't know if the scheme is going to change much, but um, disguising coverage may, I mean, lets me know that, that they, they have something in the works coverage wise, mm-hmm. um, which I wonder if, if what that means, I'm like, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I, I was going to, I was, was going to, I was going to talk about a player, but he's not on the, he's not on the docket tonight, but, 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 but when you look at him coverage wise, I mean, he makes a lot of sense for the bills going forward, but, Anyway, nevertheless, I think it's interesting. I want to keep my eye and my eyes and ears out to what happens going forward with the rest of the coaching staff, whether or not we may see some additional um, um, additions and hires, you know, or somebody who gets who gets let go. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, at the end of the day, man, I'm still I'm still I'm disappointed in in in, in Frazier's performance in the playoffs. Now he's a good regular season defensive coordinator, right? And I mean, you know, the stats and the numbers will will, will say that. I mean, he he has top defenses um, in the regular season, but but. To me, that doesn't – I don't care about that. You know, no. like in the biggest games, like when you're in the playoffs, I need to see that defense in the playoffs. And I know the level of competition goes up as well, but I don't need – I don't I don't, I don't, don't need the coaching to get in the way. And I felt yeah. like for the past several years, coaching has kind of gotten in the way in the playoffs. They, they've been outcoached um, against some of the teams that they've lost to over the past several years. So we'll see what happens going forward. Hopefully they learn their lesson. They keep on talking about learning. Um, I wonder when, when they're actually going to learn and <laughs> finally learn – but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but as we preview um, the Bills offseason and kind of take a look at some of these these position groups tonight, um, I want to talk about the offensive line and the tight end group. Offensive line has, has been has, has, uh, has been a, a topic of conversation uh, for a lot of Bills fans here lately because we know um, just how 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 bad, I guess you could say bad or just you know, average to mediocre, I guess, you know, the O-line has been this, uh, this past season. Um, and so let's, let's, let's dive into the O-line. Let's dive into the O-line. So the starting five O-line that we had last year, of course, from left to right, you've got Deion Dawkins, you got Roger Saffold, uh, Mitch Morris, Ryan Bates, and then Spencer Brown. Okay. Then um, at the depth positions um, behind those guys, we have David Questenberry, Bobby Hart, Greg Van Rotten, Ike Bakker, and Tommy Doyle. All right. Now, when you look at that starting five right now, let's just look at let's look at the tackle. De- Deion Dawkins. What do you see about Deion Dawkins, man? I mean, like, like, is there anything about about what you saw from Deion this 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 past season um, that that uh, that that encourages you, or anything that may like give you reason for pause? I'm like, yeah, we may need to address that position. Maybe not necessarily like like uh, replace him, but do you think it could be time to invest? in uh in the in the left tackle position oh see that that's a great question because when you when you really look at this roster i mean obviously o-line needs to be addressed um yeah. 
is it going to be addressed in free agency? We don't have the capital right now. So mm-hmm. Bean is really, he is going to make his money this offseason because he is going to have to do a lot of restructuring. Um, Dawkins, listen, he, he's going to be the guy next year. There's no mm-hmm. doubt. Could we improve right, of course. it? 100%. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, everybody blames the old line this past year. I blame Josh a little bit too. I mean, let's be honest i mean those guys josh josh goes all over the place and that's what we all love about him he's an athletic quarterback he makes things happen but he also holds on to the ball probably about two seconds longer than most quarterbacks in the nfl Mm -hmm. so a lot of that is done by that um we don't have a run game let's be honest the offensive line was built for that zone type passing attack that we had and you know what bills fans always wanted that we didn't Mm -hmm. pass enough we didn't pass enough we ran too much now we're throwing too much and now we're not running enough. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, you got to get that happy medium. Um, right. But for me, Dawkins is going to be the guy next year. I mean, he's there for, he signed that big, you know, six year deal anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, he's going to be there. Um, I don't think so, that's our biggest need for sure. Yeah. So let's, 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 let's go down the line then. So, so mm-hmm. Deion Dawkins, obviously we know, we know he's safe. Um, I'm comfortable with, with him going forward. I do um, um, left guard, Roger sure. Saffold. Big question Roger mark. Saffold, he's a big question mark. He's a, he's a free agent, right? Pending free agent right now. Um, and so when you look at at, at Saffold um, this year, and I know I know this is going to be weird because you know he quote unquote made the Pro Bowl, <laughs> right? I mean whatever for whatever that's worth nowadays, right? I don't know. I think I think personally, I think it's I think the Pro Bowl is a joke right now. I think it's, it's a joke. I think it's. I think it's a complete joke. It's it's name recognition. It's it's all that kind of stuff, and it, it it's whatever. Because well, when you look at when you look at right what Saffold put on the field this year, it it, it wasn't appealing. And, and, no. and, and to me, it wasn't Pro Bowl worthy. But I mean, he's got that he's got that, you know, uh, to his resume, um, which it could make him a little bit more a little bit of money. You know, what I'm saying when it comes to contract negotiations by by having that Pro Bowl there. But I just I just wasn't not overly impressed with him. Um, this year I'm trying to remember what what PFF graded him out, but it was it was it was bad. It, it was pretty, it, it was good, pretty low, pretty low. Yeah, yeah very bad. low. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing: like when they when they when they um brought Roger in this offseason, I was on board. I thought it was going to be a good addition because for me, I'm looking at Aaron Cromer. I looked at when they added Aaron Cromer. I remember you know what he did when he was in Buffalo the last time. Um, and what he's done in his career, as far as O lines are concerned, and every O line he's coached, they've had top running games, you know, and they, they've been kind of he's been kind of known for that. And so I'm like, okay, maybe, just maybe, what they're going to do is they're going to develop more of a running game, more of a running identity, not necessarily be ground and pound, but they're going to establish the line of scrimmage more this year than they had in the years past. And so you got Aaron Cromer. Um, he brings in Roger Saffold, who who uh, who who coach. I mean, who played under Aaron Cromer, and so I'm like, you know, Saffold may be a may be a pretty good addition in the run game, right? In the run game, because I think his you know his his whole forte, you know, uh, it was been that he's he's been a good run blocker yes. in his career, but not necessarily a good pass blocker, right? And so I'm like, all right, they're bringing him in this run guy, this run blocking offensive guard. Um, Makes sense. They're going to run the ball more. Sean McDermott even said last offseason that they're going to, that their identity, they're going to try to do some things differently. They want to have more balance and run the ball more. And so I'm like, okay, this team is going to be more balanced, have more of a running identity. Makes sense. But over the course of the year, it just did not work out. Um, 
they ran the ball, but it just kind of seemed like they didn't know what to do with the run game. Um, and then and then for a team like the Bills who pass as much as they do, you know, looking on high in hindsight, that that addition didn't really make sense because pass protection is not Saffold's strong suit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So uh, and then now you look at his age, what is it, like 34 going on 35? I think, you know, as as a free agent, you know, what do you think? the bills need to do at the left guard position because now there's a hole there. Um, the depth behind them is, 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 is bare. The cupboard is bare, right? You've got Ike Bakker and you've got, you know, <laughs> that's barely about it, you know, Van Rotten and stuff like that. Uh, so what do you think the bills um, need to do to address that position? Or, or let me, let me ask this question. Do, what do you think is the weak link on the offensive line? Guard for sure. Question. Guard for sure. I, I would say guard for sure. And then I would mm-hmm. probably, with a close one, a one B I would say right tackle. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. that's my, but guards gotta be done. I mean, I think in free, well, if you look at what we have signed for next year, mm-hmm. it's, it's just not enough right now. So we're going yeah. to have to, and I don't see it being the first day, second day, first week of free agency, but I think it's going to be one of those tier two, tier three guards to bring in that can compete for that starting position. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they do bring back Saffold. He did say right away that he wanted to come back. Um, but, yeah, well, I bet he did. <laughs> but, yeah, of course, because he didn't yeah. have a good year. Um, yeah. I wasn't big on the signing when it happened because mm-hmm. you hit it right on the nail. Is it would, 46 was the grade I saw somebody just write on Saffold. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Tennessee was a power running team. You know, he was there. He had Derrick right. Henry. They're running north-south. They're, they're running north, you know, north-south yeah. the whole time. Our team is not like that. It's more the zone, you know, he's going to, you know, on the shotgun, mm-hmm. they're they're doing more of the RPOs. That's right, not his right. game. That's not his game. So yeah. it didn't make sense for that. I will tell you, though, since I am a Gator fan, I would love to sign. Now, hold on, Raff, hold on. Oh, oh, oh no, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. no, don't, don't get ahead, don't, yeah. don't get ahead, don't get ahead of the game yet, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on, we'll touch on those, on those uh, prospects here, here, here yeah. in a second, I already know where you're going with that, yeah, um, some people in the chat have already, have already mentioned it, but you oh, know, okay. um, when you, when you, when you, when you talk about, about, you know, the, the O-line scheme or the running scheme, you know, I get it, I, I'm with you, man, I, I, but I thought that when they, when they brought in Cromer, I thought they were going to have a different run scheme. That's the thing. Why, you know, I mean, they, they've, and I remember even hearing Mitch Moore say uh, recently, like he said that, you know, like over the, over the years that he's been there, they have, they have had like, like almost a different run blocking scheme every year. They've done the, the zone, they've done the, you know, the, uh, the, the pin, the pin and pull, the, you know, uh, the, the wide zone, the, the zone read stuff. Yeah. Like, but I'm, I'm like, I'm like, that, that's not bad. That's not good. That's not a good thing. Like they need to have some sort of identity across the O-line, especially in the run game, what do they want to be? And, like, and, and who do they want to be? And it seems like when you look at the O-line, it seems like they have a just a mixture of guys that, that don't really make sense. Or or or, or they're, they're more athletic, but they try to be power team, but but they, you know, and they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't run a scheme that that fits their skill set. Because when you look across the line, you got Deion Dawkins, who's a very athletic, uh, but mm-hmm. Saffold is not an athletic guy. He's a more of a mm-hmm. power guy. You go across, you can look at the center, Mitch Morris, extremely athletic, probably one of the most athletic centers in the league right now. Get him in space, he's 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 lethal, right? You get Bates, right guard, he's athletic too in space. And then Spencer Brown, you know, as 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 terrible as he's as he as he was in pass protection, in you get the guy in space, he can move. I mean, his he, he had a he had a perfect RAS score coming out, right? I mean, the guy is extremely athletic, but it just didn't seem like like the 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 run scheme or the blocking scheme 
matched the the skill set of the old line. And so I'm 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 curious. I'm like, man, what are they gonna do? Like, I think that's what they need to before they figure out. Okay, let me bring this player or that player. I think they need to solidify their identity up front, who they want to be, what kind of run scheme they want to have first and foremost, and then try to find players that 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 fit that scheme. You know, or you may just have to, if you have an idea in mind, you may have to look at the talent that you have and be like, okay, we well, can't run that. So yeah. let's 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 make some switches and some some changes. Um, and so that that's kind of my my idea about it. Um, I I agree with you though. Um, going going across the line, I think right tackle. Um, is a weakness. So when I look, when I look at the, the weaknesses on the old line, I think guard first of all, right? Left guard, um, specifically Rodgers, Saffold, free agents. There's, there's nobody else really behind him. Then I look at right tackle, Spencer Brown, right? Um, yeah, young guy. He's what third? Was this, this his second year? Is this was this his third? Year? So he's going into his third. So going, going into his third year. year. Going into his third year. See, and now you year. let Brent. Yeah, and you let Brandon Bean tell it. I mean, you know, he 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 may he makes kind of excuses for 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 him. You know, he especially in that that end of the year presser, he's like, you know, well, you know, he was hurt this year, and you know, and and then his rookie year, he came from, you know, uh, you know, that small school, yeah. and and so I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, okay, just stop making excuses for guy. The guy, I mean, you know, I get it. There's a learning curve, but but come on, man, like he it was bad. It was beyond bad this year. And uh, maybe maybe I'm underplaying it. Maybe maybe his injury that he sustained in in uh, the offseason, I think it was a back injury. It was maybe maybe it did have a, a a much bigger effect on his game this year than than I'm willing to give credit for. Uh, I don't know, but all I know is that it was terrible. Like like Josh Allen, it seemed like he had next to zero time in the pocket, especially off the right side. When you look at where Josh was flushed, man, it came right off that right <laughs> side or up the gut, you know, on Roger Saffold. It was it was it was bad. And I, and and I feel I feel bad for Josh because I'm like man if he only if he had more time, um, especially at the right tackle position, maybe certain things would have would have gone differently. Um, I'm not willing to put all the blame. I'm not putting all the blame on on, on Spencer Brown, but I am saying that mm. he just he just was not a very good asset on the O line, and we didn't have anybody else, no. you know, that could come in and really compete. And and I mean because we saw what David Questenberry looked like oh. um, in spot duty. He was he was awful. Okay. And Tommy Doyle uh, on IR, he was injured, so we didn't really have anybody. So we had to stick with Spencer Brown, and it was bad. Um, and then we looked at the center position. And we got Mitch Moore's. Um, I think we're I think we're good there. I love him, but you have to take into to 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 consideration his concussion history. Hundred percent. That to me is 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 to me would would be the driving force behind bringing on a center this offseason. In the event he sustains one more concussion and he decides to call it a, a career, in, I mean that's all it takes is one more and he says, you know what, I can't do it anymore. This is this is it, and and we're left out, out hanging out to dry. So I think Brandon Bean needs to address um, those three positions. At, at I mean at any any particular order you you call it. I mean guard. Um, I mean you can just say really say interior old line right because um, I think when you look at at Bates, you, you can flip him to left guard if you need to right. But I just think the guard position needs to be addressed. Center needs to be addressed. And then um, right tackle. Now, when I now, let me ask you this question, Donnie. Yeah. Right tackle. Do you think, um, and, and before we, we we address whether there's via free agency or the draft, do yeah. you think um, the Bills need to find a right tackle to, to replace Spencer Brown or to compete with him? Compete. I, I, Spencer Brown's their guy. They drafted him. Bean's going to stick behind him. Let's be honest. His rookie year, he should have never played as much as he did. Wasn't wasn't Chris yeah. Williams there? 
No, um, Daryl Williams. Yeah, it was Daryl Dar- Williams. I'm Daryl Williams, Williams huh? was there. And he ended up taking that spot over Daryl Williams, and they, they moved Daryl in, inside. Yeah. So I don't think they expected him to, to start so fast. Um, I agree with Amicus there. Um, I do think he's going to have a bounce back year. He's going into his third yeah. year. Yeah. You learn a lot. Too. You know, when, you, you, when you're playing real NFL games and you're starting, that is – that is the key to everything. It's better than sitting on the bench and not oh. having that experience. You, you mean you mean you, you mean unlike Kyrie Elam? Don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say we'll say that for another show. He was the number one quarterback oh. on this team at the end of the year, and I don't think anybody will question that at all. Bar none. Bar yeah. none. Because I don't none. think Trey. I don't think Trey's the same right now. No, he's hopefully not. this off season helps him, but Kyrie Elam should have been on the field the whole. I don't know why he should he have been was on day one a couple times. Day Don't one, he should have been there. I, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's a question I would love to ask Sean McDermott. Sure, Sean, explain to me why Kyrie Elam, your first round draft pick, uh, set the bench the majority of the season. And don't tell no me that is because don't don't tell me it's because you trusted Dane Jackson more when he's hard garbage. Don't Correct. tell me that. You know, but anyway, we'll say that for the cornerback yeah, show. That's that's another <laughs> issue that I don't even want to get into. <laughs> Absolutely. But, okay, but, so so Spencer, like you're saying, Spencer Brown. So uh, just have somebody. He's he's their guy. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, they draft it. They like to draft these guys who are who are who have traits and they try they trust their coaching to develop these guys and hopefully by year two or year three, you know, you see you see a a a, a, a significant jump in them where they're they kind of got their legs under them and they're ready to to, to rock and roll. Um, Spencer Brown, he did get a lot of starting time, a lot yes. of starting time for a third round draft pick. Um, so I, I'm encouraged. Um, it's it just pass protection, man. I, I need to see more out of him. And pa- if for a team like the Bills who pass as much as they do, you need guys who can pass protect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm all for the athletic linemen who can move in space in the run game. But if you don't run the ball enough, like you just waste their talent, their, their skills. Bring somebody, give me somebody who can pass protect, you know, and 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 hopefully Cromer is able to coach him, coach him up, you know, in, in that area because man, it just seems like oh god, like as soon as a snap <laughs> at the snap, he's getting beat immediately. Yeah. And Josh has to run around and find somebody, find some time and scramble and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's just not looking good. So we've identified those those three key areas, right? It, uh, interior yeah. line, um, and then right tackle. Okay. And then you could probably, you know, uh well, let me ask you this question before we look at, at some of these uh, free agents. What do you think about the depth at the O-line position? The depth's terrible. Like, we have no depth at all. Really, bad I mean, depth. Yeah, we, we have bad depth. I mean, really, we have yeah. nothing right now yep. um, to step in. And, I mean, there there's going to be signings. There, there's no doubt they have to add a couple. I mm-hmm. saw somebody say that we need about three O-line guys. I, oh, yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, wouldn't yeah. disagree. Easily, in my opinion. Um, I think it will help the, you know, the overall depth of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and last year I wouldn't have said that. Last year I thought our offensive line depth was pretty good. Now I look at it as of today, I, agree. I don't feel very, very comfortable with it at all. It right looks, it look, it, it's, it's been terrible. It's, it's terrible. Like it's, it's, it's completely awful. Like David Questenberry, I don't want to see him at tackle. At all, you know, at all. I mean, he he was he, he was almost worse than than. I mean, it's like right, you know, what was that game? What was it the Patriots game? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I think it was the first Patriots game we played. It was um, bad. It was it was so bad. Now, granted, I think he I think was injured, had a had an ankle injury or something like that. But playing left tackle, um, I'm like, man, between he and Spencer Brown, I mean, Josh, I'm surprised Josh, you know, didn't get killed out there because it was yeah. it was it was so bad. Um, but then you look at you know Bobby Hart, you know, which I'm just not a fan of, and it's like. Every time Bobby Hart got on the field, you already knew what they were going to do. They're going to try to run because yep. they 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 they're, they're starting five could can't can't push the pocket for nothing, right? 
And then, you know, they, they try like to be power team with another power team. And so you bring out Bobby Hart in this jumbo package, you know, like a faux tight end slash, slash you know, just an additional blocker. And it just everybody in the defense knows us up. And I just wasn't impressed. And then you got a guy like Greg Van Rotten, who is just, I mean, really, like you got him. Uh, and then Ike, who was injured coming back, you know, dealing with that Achilles injury, but he's just not really somebody Ike, that you. Ike was, you know, sol- he was pretty solid, though. And he did fill in when he needed, you know, when needed. So, yeah, for, for depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for depth. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, and then, then, you, then you look at, at uh, Tommy Doyle. Um, I, I don't know, man. Maybe he's a guy that they're just gonna invest in and just try to hopefully he can develop. I don't know, but but I mean, I'll give you two guys that that are that are okay depth, and that's that's Tommy. And we'll see and 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 uh, Ike. Yeah. Everybody else easily replaceable to me. And so yeah. like, you know, you, you let one of those guys go down, and this, you know, we're we're in some serious trouble here. Yeah. So I, I think the O line definitely needs to be addressed um, this year. Um, um, guard position, especially you got Saffold as a free agent. You got mediocre depth. Uh, Spencer Brown um, needs needs competition. I um, mean, he needs to develop. Um, you got Mitch Morrison, his concussion injury. He's just one more concussion from potentially, you know, calling it a career. And so, let's now take a look at these pending free agents. Let's, man, matter. I think there's about. There's, I want. I want to look at the top five. Okay, and granted, Brandon Bean. And his cap situation is likely not going to be able to get anywhere close to any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be probably looking for bottom of the barrel guys. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be it's going to be tough. I think mean, I think this offseason is going to be a lot tougher than it has in years past. Trying to get under the cap and then trying to figure out what he's going to do. It, it's it's going to be hard for Brandon Bean, and I want to see what he's going to do. But um, do do you have anybody um, on the uh, offensive line, as far as free agents are concerned, uh, that that kind of pique your interest? Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of guards out there right now um, that you look at, but the biggest thing I want to know and I want to see is mm-hmm. where that money's going to come from to, to where we're going to be able to spend. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the biggest key. So I haven't really dug into that because I, you know, you, you see on social media, everybody's like, "Oh, let's go after this player. Let's go after this player." Right. I'm like, "Okay, how are you going to pay for him?" Right. Honestly, Ex- how are you exactly. Pay for him? You know, yeah. so. You know, Jason hit it right there. We are not spending on a top five O-line guy. Absolutely not. I, I see no. it being a second or third tier guy mm-hmm. um, to come in to compete for that, you know, starting spot or take that starting spot. Like, like yeah. we said, it, you know, we're, it's it's going to be one big position they need to fill. They need to fill a guard spot. So that mm-hmm. is the number one priority. And then you can go from there and add depth. But there has to be depth added. Um you know, Ben Powers is your number one guy out there for a guy. Yeah, he's yeah, going to get big right. money. He's going to get big money. Huge money. Yeah, you know, and then you're looking at the Super Bowl, you got Isaac uh, Samola from, you know, Philly. Mm-hmm. He's a free agent. He's going to get paid big, too. So, I mean, those are your two big names right now when you look at your in- interior guys. But, yeah, um, I, I think mean, we're going to be in that West. 15 to 20 range on the, you know, on the rankings, you know, mm-hmm. so for guys. But, you know, Cleveland's going to lose their guy, too. You know, Ethan Puck, he's their center but you can't pay that much in the interior when you're already right. paying a guy that we let walk Wyatt Teller, <sighs> which that's Ugh. another conversation for another day, um, but oh, they're not going to be able to afford to pay him as well. So um, yeah, those are your top three right now for your interior guys uh, in free agency, but I don't think we're going to be even looking at those at all. No, not at all. I mean, there's a guy from the, from the, from the commanders, West uh, Schweitzer, mm. um, Guard there, um, um, a spot track has him uh, uh, 13.8 million dollars average annual salary. 
market value what, four year fifty five million dollars. What about bringing Cody Ford back? Hmm. Oh no! I know. No, absolutely not. I, I absolutely not. That. He's a free agent. I'm like no, he is a free agent. Uh, yeah, no, no, I don't even think he would want to come back. No. I mean, but maybe, maybe if he wants a job, he'll come back. But heck, no. I mean, you know, he he was he was bad, um, and 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 proved to be bad even even yeah. in Arizona. Um, Evan Brown from Detroit, Dalton Reisner, another one from from yeah. Denver, um, Nate Davis from Tennessee. Like like there's some guys, but I, I just don't think that I don't think I don't think the Bills will be in the market now. Now there is one guy um, who they might look into, uh, Trey Turner. Uh, let me see here. Remember Trey Turner? He 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 played with, with for the Panthers. Uh, I know, right? Carolina, mm-hmm. Carolina hey, Panthers. That's uh, all right. But hey, man! But he he played he played when uh when um Sean McDermott was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying I'm trying to look at his contract right now, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure he's a free agent um this year and he plays guard. Let me see here. I'm trying to pull him up here to see what what they say about him because I want to know I want to know his age. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Oh no, I'm sorry. He no, he he played he played with the with the commanders. Yeah. He played with the commanders um on this past year. But yeah, he he's he'll be 30 year old free agent. Um let me see here. Spot track. I'm trying to check his market value. It's it's I mean it's very two point six million dollars. We we will be two able year, to we're gonna have to be in that range. Yeah, yeah. Two year five point three million dollars. This is mark this is market value on spot track right now. And he has familiarity with Sean McDermott because he 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 played in Carolina when when uh, McDermott was a D line. I mean the the DC there. So that's the name that we could. I mean. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Because we all know about the whole Carolina to Buffalo connection and oh, yeah. things like that. And then and then when it comes to you know penny pinching, which is what Brandon Bean is going to have to do in free agency this year, um, Trey Turner could be a guy that we think about. Um, uh, here, here in the, in in free agency, um, because I think I think they they might be able to to swallow that type of a contract there for you know a thirty year old guard. I mean, I would I would I would be more inclined to get him over you know probably bringing you know Saffold back at thirty four or thirty five. 
Yeah, so I'm going to throw another guard out there too at Arizona. Yeah. Um, you know, Will Hernandez. I'm very familiar with him anyway. Oh yeah, I think he'd, uh -huh. he'd come around that four million dollar range. He was uh, mm -hmm. he's actually an ex Gator. Um, uh -huh. he's he's got a, he's very good at pass blocking as well too. That was one uh -huh. of his strengths. But I think he could come at a pretty fair amount, four to five range. I think we could mm -hmm. we could budge that with everything going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's going to be restructures. There has to be because oh that's yeah, the only way they're going to be able to compete at a high level again. So um, I think we're going to be in that range. I, th I think we could spend up to four. I mean, they didn't want to pay Bates what he got, you know, and they right. had to, they, they had no choice. They, they couldn't let him walk. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, and, and looking at what he did for them, I mean, yeah. I mean, as soon as, as soon as Bates, I mean, unfortunately, like we were talking about Ike Baca earlier, but when Baca got, got injured and Bates got in the line, it, it just looked completely different, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, they, they had, they had to cough up that, that coin. Um, I'm glad they did though, because I I really like Bates. Yeah, um, so do I. For the offense, he's he's a very consistent player. Um, James comes in with the super chat. James, I appreciate that man. He says, "Yo, how about we trade Ed Oliver for an offensive lineman?" You know, um, whatever, 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 whatever they can do, man. You know, right? Because yeah. I I think for I think for me, like O line is 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 O line has been, in my opinion, um, I don't know if I would say severely, but it would it almost up there, um, where they just have not um, invested enough and done enough to really solidify that position group. Right. I mean, and, and I think that, that Brandon Bean would even agree because I mean, he's, he's mentioned um, about the whole Wyatt Taylor situation. And he even said that at one point, I remember him saying that he regrets not, not giving Josh the O-line he needed when he first um, drafted him, you know? Um, and so, uh, which, which is why, you know, when you, when you go back to, I think, what is it? 20, the 2019 season or 2020 yeah. season when he just revamped the whole line and, Brought in, you know, uh, Mitch Morris and 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 uh, Quentin Spain and those guys like that. Um, Daryl Williams. So he he's trying. I think he's trying to play catch up, but it's just he just hasn't really hit on 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 an offensive line, and especially for a, yeah. for a team and a staff that that harps on how the game is won and lost in the trenches. They have been losing, yeah, in the trenches of late. You know, what I'm saying it had not, and if if it had not been for for Josh's escapability and just the things that he can do. You know, to make the offensive line look better than it even is at times. Um, there's no telling, man. I mean, where where they would really be. So, I'm all for it. I mean, I don't. But like, like, what do you like? What can you really get from from Ed Oliver? Like, what kind of trade compensation can you get for Ed Oliver? And who would you really target? And who? I mean, you know, what I'm saying like, there's, there's a whole lot of questions when you when you bring that up. You know, I mean, it's easy to throw it out there, but I don't I, know. I think James is on, on a good point, though. I like that. I've been I've been reading quite a bit about that. I've heard a lot of it on WGR. A lot of fans mm -hmm. have been talking about that. Um, it's not a bad idea. I mean, you maybe you get one of the middle of the road. You're dumping a salary. You're not going to probably pay him the year after. Yeah. Um, let's be honest. Oliver's a guy. He needs a one technique next to him to be able to succeed in a defense. He gets eaten mm -hmm. up by those guards in the centers, you know, in the inside. Guys. Yeah. So he, he, yeah, he, he doesn't he, have the to him, you know. He just yeah, he doesn't. doesn't. You know, look at Jones was out that, you know, that game against Cincinnati. He got eaten alive. Our defensive line was awful when he was in, in, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, dra you know, trading him to try to get a draft pick or an offensive lineman, not a bad yeah. idea. Try try to look for, a, you know, an, an interior guy. So yeah. I mean, you're dumping a $10 million salary. Right. And, and, but you know, um, it's player it's for player trades, man. Yeah, yeah. It's not that easy. Player for no. player trades are very rare. You know what I'm saying? Like nowadays, it's not it's, it's, <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Yeah. And then like, who's, who's going to, 
I don't know how many teams are going to be willing to part with an offensive lineman. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like those are premium positions. Like, like you find you a good offensive lineman, you keep them. You know, uh, for for uh, an undersized, underwhelming former first round draft pick in, in a defensive line like like Ed Oliver. I, I don't know. Um, maybe they find you know genie in the bottle. Maybe they get lucky. But I, I definitely think that that uh, Brandon Bean he needs to turn every every leaf, man. He needs to do whatever yeah. he has to do. I mean, pull all of his pull all the rabbits out of the hat that he has <laughs> this offseason. Um, but O line needs to be addressed severely, severely um, this offseason. And so now that we've kind of you know touched on free agents, um, we know they're not going to go against the top tier guys, um, you know, and 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 so we could look for some of those bottom tier guys and we know that Brandon Bean's MO is is really to to uh to to try to fill as many needs as possible in free agency and then so he's not when he comes to the draft he's not being desperate yeah. right and so he may try to try to try to fill a plug and play guy here and there but let's talk about let's talk about these these draft prospects yeah. right right now because uh because that's 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 what we need to focus on um and we'll run through these uh and you tell me some of the guys that you have in mind here, so Rev, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop you real quick. So you know we we're talking about the free agents real quick. Is Buffalo's a destination now? So you might get some of those veteran offensive linemen that might come to want to play with Josh. I mean, people want to play with Josh Allen. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Buffalo is a is a big destination for people to play now. They love the you know they know the fan base. They know how it is. Um, everybody talks about it. It's one of the most exciting places to play. You know, opposing fans. Mm-hmm our home right. team, obviously. So it, it might be a place that we could bring those guys in, you know, and not have to pay and overpay. Now where say 10 years ago, we had to overpay everybody. We had to overpay Mario Williams. We had to lock yeah, him did. down just so he wouldn't leave the city and, you know, mm-hmm. gave him everything, you know? So yeah. it's different times here in Buffalo now. So I think that we might be able to find somebody in, you know, in that lower tier that might want to come at the end of their career and, and be a playoff team and a possible, you know, Super Bowl. So that's where I'm going to yeah. leave it on the free agency. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. We'll, we'll see what happens. But now, now in free agency, I mean, not free agency in the draft. Here's some here's some draft prospects that we can kind of you know um, look at or or kind of have our ears um, plugged into. Um, going out here, I've got like, um, and you can tell me some of your guys too, uh, Donnie. I already mm-hmm. know one of them. Okay, yeah. so uh, we got. Peter Peter uh, Skronsky, offensive tackle uh, mm-hmm. for Northwestern, six four three fifteen. Okay, um, Paris Johnson. Matter of fact, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go in order of ranking that they have. Yeah. I think this is from uh, Draft Buzz. I think uh, they have. Uh, this is just the O line prospects. They got Peter Skronsky from uh, from, uh, from Northwestern, Osiris Torrance, guard from Florida. Okay, six five three hundred thirty seven pound behemoth man. Okay, Paris Johnson Jr. A tackle from uh, Ohio State, six six three ten. Uh, Broderick Jones. Tackle from Georgia, and tell me when you when you guys kind of you know you 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 uh, you sense the trend here. Okay, yeah. Roderick Jones from Georgia, tackle six four three ten. Anton Harrison, tackle Oklahoma six five three fifteen. Dwan Jones, tackle Ohio State six eight three seventy five. You know, kind of reminds me just just looking at the size of uh Mackay Beckton, that kind of guy that 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 size. Yeah. Um, Andrew Voorhees. Guard USC six six three twenty five, and there's a couple of other guys kind of in between there. Um, the, the 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 trend that I've been seeing so far, you know, when it comes to just like the O line prospects, is a lot of tackles. Yeah, a lot a lot a lot a lot of tackle prospects, but only maybe maybe a maybe like a handful of of of, of top guard prospects that would probably go in the top 
100 maybe or so, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the top guard prospect right now by a lot of people. You go ahead and tell me. Matter chop, fact, I'm going to go ahead and let chop. you do it, baby. Go, go ahead, Dan. Tell me who it is, man. So I, I've been telling people for weeks now yeah. that at the 27th spot, I would love to see Osiris Torrance because yeah. – Let's be honest. If anybody's done any research on him, um, so he only played one year in the SEC. Mm-hmm. You know, he ended up uh, he came with Billy Napier, the uh, the coach that came from Louisiana Tech. He mm-hmm. actually transferred over to the University of Florida. First year in the SEC, everybody's like, "Oh, he came from there," and you know, he's he's not going to fit in the SEC. No, he's he absolutely dominated. Dominated. He, yeah. he didn't allow one sack in college. Yep. I don't think if anybody knew that he never even allowed once in, you know, in 47 starts, a quarterback knockdown. Mm-hmm. So tell me you don't want that guy as your interior lineman. So he dominated the senior bowl. I remember watching a lot of guys. I said, watch for, watch for Torrance, watch for Torrance. I don't think he's going to be a 27 now. He He's moved up that much. I was hoping he yeah. was going to be there. Yeah. Um. The, yes, that's my guy. I mean, I've, I've watched every start this year. Um, I followed him. Um, nasty guy, great attitude, um, mm-hmm. great team player. Um, yeah, so that that's the guy that we, you know, that we just said. Yeah. Well, well, you know, they they have a Florida, you know, the Buffalo pipeline now do. open, you know, with with Kyrie Elam. So so hopefully they they've been doing their they've, uh, no doubt they've been doing their I'm homework sure on that on that guy. And um, you know, I'm, I'm curious though, so like, what type of scheme do you think? You know he fits best because a guy he, that big is he scheme versatile. Yeah, he he is. He can move too. I mean, that's listen. They had they had a very very active quarterback in Florida too, Anthony Richardson, and um, you yeah. know so he was moving around quite a bit too. So so Torrance moved quite a bit. I mean, he's an athletic kid. Um, he can mm-hmm. move. I don't see there being a problem. But I'll be honest with you. So we're we're talking about guards. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Skrowski is going to be from Northwestern. I don't know if mm-hmm. he's going to be a guard or a tackle. Yeah. Everything I'm hearing is he's going to move inside. He move inside. Um, okay. They don't think his arms are long enough, or he's not. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that long body that they look for in an offensive tackle. So mm-hmm. I think those two are going to be your guards in the first round. I think he'll okay. end up being a guard. Move around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I like that. I like that. Right, and, though, guard. And when you get into like I'd say late second to mm-hmm. the fifth round, you're going to find those interior guys that are going to be able to fill in for depth and possibly be starters, but. Those are your yeah. two studs right there for sure. Yeah, the yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. I I agree, man. Um, I've seen a little bit, and I haven't really gotten, you know, um, heavily involved in 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 the draft yet, and so I'm not familiar with a lot of the guys. Um, but Torrance is a name that that's been out there, and you know, uh, it, it's going to be hard because those those guys that's a premium position, man. Like offensive yeah. line, you get tackles and you get guards. Like those are premiums. They they typically go fast and yeah. early in the draft. Now the the only thing that I'm hoping for the bills is that, you know, when I listed those, those top O line prospects, there was a lot of tackles on that list. And so hopefully the tackles go first and they push down, you know, uh, some of those guards, but I, I don't know, man, the closer and closer we get to the draft. I don't know. Brandon, he may, he may have to, he may have to make a move. Yeah. You know, but here's the thing. This is the year we have to keep our picks. We can't move up. They need yeah. to, they need to really hit this draft as a home run. I honestly, if, if say Torrance goes and, and the, the offensive line and the guards move, mm-hmm. they're going to probably go in another direction. Let's I mean, uh-huh. you could argue with so many people. Um, I have safety very high on my list. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Some people think I was crazy, but if Poyer's gone, obviously you got Hamlin. Johnson's going to be a free agent. You're left with Hyde. That's it. So who's your Hyde and and Marlowe. I think, well, Marlowe is maybe a free agent too. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really it. Yeah. That's it. So that is very high on my list. Maybe even, you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, there, it's going to be in their top three, but you got to add offensive line for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you're right. The tackles are going to move. You want to see a lot of quarterbacks drafted. Let's hope, let's hope one sneaks in, you know, we know the four going the first. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a given. Um, The wide receivers are pretty deep in the first. I don't Mm -hmm. think one of those guys are going to land at 27 for us, but yeah. Grabbing a tackle. I mean, if one of those tackles, what if one of those tackles sit there at 27? So, so who, who, who would your, who would your, uh, who's your top tackle prospect that you would like? Um, You got to say Paris Johnson from Ohio state. He's their left tackle. Mm -hmm. The the kid he's, yeah, he's legit. He's ready to go. But can he play right tackle? Yeah, I wouldn't see why not. I mean, uh-huh. his his partner, uh, Dewan Jones, he was your right tackle. So mm-hmm. that, you know, but I wouldn't see there being a problem. I don't think he's going to be there. So we don't yeah. have to, you know. You said, you said Dewan plays, played right tackle or Dewan? Yeah, played Dewan, right? yeah. He played yeah, right. So, yeah, he played right. Yeah. Dewan, no, mm-hmm. Paris Johnson was their number one guy. That's, uh-huh. their, that's their top offensive tackle yeah. at Ohio State. So he'll so, be the so, first one off the board. I see him off in the first probably 12 picks in the draft. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now if 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 Dwan Jones and Osiris Torrance were on the board. Oof. Well you, you go Torrance. You go Torrance sure. guard. You, you, go you Torrance. need you need that guard. You, you need know it. what? He he's gonna he's a ten he's a ten year starter, yep. future pro bowler. I mean, he's really that steady. I really mm-hmm. I see that. Um and that's our number one need on the offensive line, let's be honest. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. that's a plug and play from day one. I, th- I think I think a guy like like Torrance immediately changes the the offensive line, hundred percent. Im- immediately, um, it, it it beefs them up, right? Gets them bigger, um, and then they're able to do more things and gives Josh more time. And then that's and then who's to say that they not they won't double dip in the draft? You know, maybe later in the draft and and bring in some more guys. You know, maybe maybe yeah. a tackle or or a center prospect who I think they may need to take a look at too. Um, there's there's a couple of guys I like. Uh, Luke Weipler, I think his name is. Yeah. Um. Uh. Him. Uh. What do you think about Jared Patterson? Good, yeah, good prospect for sure. Yeah, I do, yeah. I do like him a lot. Yeah, it's um, mm-hmm. there, there's so many offensive linemen. We there's a lot of them, huh? Yeah, we could just go. It's it's yeah. crazy. I mean, yeah, I've done so many mocks, and um, the more and more I look at it, I want to add offensive line, and then I look at the second round, and I'm like, oh my god, what do I do? You know, you because let's be honest, you have to go best player available. You can't just yeah, you can't reach for a guy. Like I hear a lot of people saying. 27 you got to draft a receiver no. yes we need a receiver yeah but if if seven top guys go you're not going to grab the eighth best receiver you know it just doesn't make sense exactly you know? if exactly. what if the number one safety is available you know right. so it's so many things we can do and, and there's a lot of depth when it comes to offensive line in the middle rounds mm-hmm. and that's where we're really going to have to shine and to be honest i think they need to if they're at 27 and say Torrance is gone and they don't have a guy there, I wouldn't, I would not be opposed to them moving back. Moving back. No, yeah. not at all. They need to, they need to accumulate some picks pass. in the middle. Yeah. And, and, and that hot, that sweet spot in the draft. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree with you, man. I agree. Um, uh, somebody says, you know, Roy Collins says, uh, is Torrance is a left guard or right guard? He can play either. either he'll one. be fine. He'll be, yeah, he'll be good. He played yeah. one at uh, Louisiana tech. He played the other at Florida. He'll be, 
he'll be able to play either way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree, man. So that's, so that's good. So, so now the question is to you in the, in the chat, when you look at the offensive line we, and we know the positions, right? I mean, we know the, the, the bigger um, positions of need, which, which are really the interior, the guard position. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Bills should address that via free agency or the draft? Which one do you think is, would be the best decision? Both. But you got to pick one. But, well, you, let's be honest. We're going to have to do it. In they're gonna, I, I agree. They're going to have to. They're going to have to do something in free agency. They're going to have to. We, but we what do you think? Much. What do you think? What do you think ends up being the better, the better, I guess, long-term decision? That that's all going to depend. I mean, we don't know how the draft's going to come out. You know, we just yeah. don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. Um. So you really you, you look at the the draft as being you know that that buffer where that's where you're adding to the spots that you don't, that you couldn't get in free agency, mm-hmm. but they're going to have to grab a guy at free agency. There's no, there's no if fans or bust right now. We do not have a guy. But if Torrance is there and they're able to get Torrance, it would be the draft. Oh, thousands yeah. Hands down. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, 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 I tend to agree with you, man. I, I, I would, I would lean towards the draft. I mean, they, they're going to have to address it in free agency because they're not, yeah. not going to go into the draft blind with this glaring hole and then feel nope. desperate. You know, they're not, that's just not how Brandon Bean does things. So they're going to no. have to use both. Um, but I do think that, probably the ideal way in which they, they grow and they develop the line for the future is going to be via the draft. They have to yes. hit on that, on that. Okay. Now we are, man, look here, forget my time. Okay. Forget my time because, uh, I know, I knew when we got to talking about the O line, man, it was, it just, yeah. it just wasn't going to happen. Okay. It was, it was good in theory, but squash all that. Okay. So let's move, let's move on. we got another position we want to talk about and that's the tight end. Yeah. It's the tight end position. Okay. In the tight end position, uh, Adam says, yo, any Super Bowl predictions? You know what, uh, Adam? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I could not care less, okay? Uh, I don't care. I really don't care. And, and maybe that's just me being, being, you know, like I said earlier, a little salty. Um, I hope the Eagles smash him because I, I, I don't like the Chiefs either. All right? But I, I'll, I'll defer to, to Donnie. Maybe, maybe he has uh, more of a better attitude about the Super Bowl than uh, I I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I, I really like Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Um mm-hmm. You give Andy Reid two weeks to prepare. You give Patrick who do you Mahomes want to win? Weeks. Who do you want to win? Who do I want? I really don't yeah. care. Yeah, I don't I really, care. I, I honestly, I I could care less about Philly. Um, KC obviously is an AFC team. Mm-hmm. I just think KFC. You know, KC is just the, the better team. KFC is a better KC is a better the better chicken place too, man. Well, that is true too. Yeah, but uh, no, KC's <laughs> a better team. I I think. Um, the experience of them being there already, mm-hmm. um, but Hurst has played in big games. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, yeah, he really has. Bama, went to Oklahoma. He's played in some really big uh, games. But that, that team is solid, though, man. I, I, they, they are when solid. I watched the Eagles, I was like, I don't see another team that is is as solid as the Eagles from top to bottom. I mean, maybe quarterback, but but the way, but the scheme is just it's just perfect for them. Like those guys are legit, man. I mean, I can't really find a weakness on that team um, on on any position. The Eagles, but, and so, but, but so but, you look but, at the Eagles. Okay, so they got a they got a pass on the NFC Championship. Oh well, they yeah, to, yeah. They got to play I mean, the fourth. Brock, Brock Purdy going out, yeah. That that. But uh, it took them what till the fourth quarter to bury the team. Yeah, and it, what you and, and you know what? I mean, those those Niners man have nothing to play with. That defense no. is nasty. That, that defense team, is nasty. If Purdy was healthy, they would have won. That I think team, I think, is is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was my pick going in. Mm-hmm. I thought the Niners would, were going to win. I didn't think they were going to wax him. I thought it was going to be a, a good a good 
close game. Defenses are, are very good on both teams, but the Niners defense is just so smothering, man. Um, yeah. But once Pur- once Purdy went out, it was a wrap. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was done. Um, so, yeah, um, Amicus says something. Amicus says something, man. Interesting. Uh, and I'm not going to let him take me down this rabbit hole. But he was where did where did he go, Amicus? He was talking about uh, Osiris Torrance. Where to go, man? Where to go, Amicus? Let me see if I can find you. He said. Uh, he basically said, "Man, uh, forget, forget Osiris, forget Torrance, because the Bills are going to be drafting B. John Robinson." <laughs> I hope not. You don't like you don't like B. John. No, I, I think he's a great you don't like player, Ryan one I running back. We we have our non, number one running back uh, going into next year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, James Cook's going to be. You think Cook is going to be RB one? Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Cook. I think RB1. he's going to be fine. Yeah. And I, I don't think Robinson's going to be there at twenty-seven. I don't. I don't think so either. You know, people are trying to—they're trying to—they're trying to mock him to us. It's like they've always been trying to mock up round one running back to us. I mean, now I'm not opposed to, to RB one in round one. I was there last year with Brees Hall. You I know, know you and, were. I mean, I loved me some Brees Hall, man. And we see what, what he did this year before he before he tore his ACL. Um, but for me, um, this team just doesn't run the ball enough to, to no. really have that kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? So I think we'll be okay with. With uh, James Cook and 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 somebody else, maybe they can get a late round guy. But anyway, we'll save the running backs for the running back show. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's look at the tight end position, man. Uh, so obviously, we really, I mean, we just have, we have Dawson Knox and then Quentin Morris, Tommy Sweeney. Okay, those, yep. those are the tight ends that we have on the roster. Um, Dawson Knox was basically he was the main guy this year as he has been. Um, but you know what was interesting when I looked at the, at the position is. And, I, and, and I'm sure you remember this, though, because it kind of gives me an idea as to what the Bills envisioned for the position going into into the 2022 season last year. Yes. In free agency, they went out and got O.J. Howard. Mm-hmm. OK. And so you so you have so you had, you know, rookie O.C. and Ken Dorsey. And then you brought in Aaron Cromer. And then, you know, you had Sean McDermott talking about protecting Josh Allen at the free, you know, during the the the, the, the combine press conferences, he and, and Brandon Bean and talking about, you know, re- uh, revamping and rebranding themselves offensively and having more balance. And, and so it kind of gave you an idea, like, okay, they're going to, they're going to be more of a, of a running or not necessarily a running team, but just running the ball more with more of an identity here. They bring in Roger Saffold. Um, then they, they bring in a guy like OJ Howard. Okay. Who, we know, a big body, big, strong tight end uh, run blocking tight end who can actually catch the ball as well and provide that, that other um, option at the tight end position. So going in with two tight ends, right. Uh, you know, we was like, oh, okay, so they're going to be running um, maybe more 12 personnel, more, 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 more of these two tight end looks offensively. Right. Well, you know what happened in camp? OJ didn't cut it. Okay. Uh-huh. He just, he just, he just was a shell of himself. He got cut and the bills just said, you know, screw it, forget it. We're going into the season with, with Dawson Knox, Quinn Morris was flashing in, in camp. Right. Um, and that was basically it. Right. And so I think that this year they 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 had an idea for that position. I think they wanted to do so much more um offensively with two tight end sets than they were able to do this year. I don't necessarily think that OJ Howard flaming out is is was was enough to say, well, they just scrapped the plan. I think in the back of their mind, they still want to do it. They just have to find the right player in which to insert. So when we look going forward, we look at the tight end position. First of all, I mean, do, do you agree or disagree, Donnie, about about them trying to add another tight end to the roster? Not just a not just a depth guy behind. For sure. I'm talking about a legitimate tight end to play on the field, two tight end formations who can both 
um, 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 run block and and go out and, and, and catch passes along with us. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, that was, I think, the plan going into uh, the season, you know, adding Howard. I, I was excited about it because I'm like, oh, Howard knocks out there. Yeah. Dual tight end sets. Both can run. Both are pass catching guys. I'm like, this is great. I was shocked when he was caught. I really was because yeah. I'm yeah. like, I don't know if they gave up on him too soon or what. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I also heard he didn't get the playbook. Yeah, well. he, yeah that's what I was hearing too. Player. Uh-huh. Um, and let's be honest, if you're on a McDermott team and you're not a, you know, you know, being McDermott guy, if you're not, yeah. you know, if you're not mm-hmm. a BBB guy, you're gone. Oh, yeah. You're, you're gone caught. quick. Yep. So, and, and that's everything I've heard is he wasn't. So um, well, it was disappointing to see. But you're right. I think that's what they wanted to do. And they scrapped that really fast. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah adding yeah, another, I... you look at all these teams now. You look at, you know, they all have two tight ends out there now. Right. Yep. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's basically a mix off of the wide receiver, mm-hmm. you know, because you get those mismatches, you know. So I think that's what they wanted to do. I would love to see it added. I don't know where it's going to be added. Um, well, but let's talk I, about it now. Now, yeah. now, now. now let's get into it. So, so let's talk about the free agent tight ends that are coming available. There's some names, some names that you all are probably familiar with. Um, you've got Dalton Schultz, right, out of Dallas. Okay, Evan Ingram. Okay, he, he's he's a he's a free agent. Austin Hooper, right. Uh, we've got him. Robert Tanyan from Green Bay. Um, Hayden Hurst. We know him well, right? Uh, mm-hmm. More recently, <laughs> Cincinnati tight end, right? Um, and then you got a guy like Mike Gesicki in the division. Okay, free agent. Now, let me just look at these guys' market values, okay? Because yeah. let me let me start let me start at because you know they're gonna command you know some yeah. some, some pretty 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 big uh, uh, money. So Mike Gesicki right now, um, spot track they have him um, eight point two million dollars. Okay, average annual salary. Your thirty two point eight million dollar contract. Uh, I think there's no way in the world. No. As much as as much as Brandon Bean may want to add, I love Gasicki. I absolutely love him. I, I I think he would be so perfect in this offense, um, alongside Dawson Knox. Um, you know, didn't it? Wasn't there? Wasn't there a? Uh, there was in the game that the Bills have. I don't know if it was the last Dolphins game. I don't know if it was the playoffs or the, or the or the one before. Um, there was a clip at the end of the game. Mike Gasicki goes up to Dawson Knox and they're talking, and uh, the camera caught him. The the, the audio caught him. And he and, and Gusecki mentioned to uh to Dawson that he, you know, um something to the effect of, well, I'm glad that you I mean, at least you're in a place where they're using you, you know. Yeah. Uh you know, and I'm like, I, man, oh man. Gusecki's never been used correctly and never no been guy. used, dude. No, he's not I, your I typical guy, tight Kevin, end, man. He's Kevin could tell us our, our Miami Dolphin fan. Oh yeah, and, you know, oh yeah. I've always liked Gusecki, and I'd be like, why are they Love not Gusecki. utilizing him? You know, why is he never utilized? So, oh man, dude, I love him, man. And just like, just thinking about like, what if, what could happen if he played for us? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still fairly young, right? 27 years old. Um, but golly, man, in his offense, he would be, we wouldn't have to worry about wide receiver too. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, like yeah. he would essentially be the, the, you know, another outlet for Josh. He wouldn't have to look for another wide receiver. I mean, it'd just be digs to, to Knox to, to Gasicki. He can roll with those three guys and be, and be, and be good. But we know reality wise, that's probably not going to happen. No, no, right. it's not. he's gonna he's gonna command. He's gonna command. These tight know, ends are getting paid. Money. These tight they're gonna get paid, paid now. Man. I mean, look at look at yeah. Knox. Knox is making what twelve million a year now, twelve plus, I think. Yep. So, yep. 
those guys, man. I mean, just the guys I, met, I mentioned, Gasecki, he's, I mean, he's a lot of money. Dalton Schultz, Evan Ingram is a guy that, that you know, but, but I mean, coming out of uh, Jacksonville, um, but his, his market value right now is $9 million on spot rec. And so I'm like, dude, golly, man, this is it's crazy. What? These if, guys are going to make a lot of money. If I was Ingram though, I would stay put where I'm at. I think that's a great situation for him with, uh, with the young quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, that kid has really. I think Jacksonville is on the come up, man. They are. They are. I mean, they, yep. what, they started out terrible. And I'll tell you, they got yep. the right coach there. Lawrence has mm-hmm. got his head on straight. They got a nice team. They got a good little defense. I think that's going to be a top team for us down the road. Mm. Here's another guy. Here's, here's a guy. You you had, uh, about O-line, you had brought up, you brought, brought up a guy in Cody Ford, right? You should play with the Bills. I, yep. I shot that down like, no, we don't want Cody Ford. But here's another guy to saw that, that's available. He's free agent this year. Tyler Croft. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, he that's was he was okay when he was, when he was with us. Yeah, he yeah. Was. yeah. I mean, he's 30 years old, right? But uh, he's a free agent, man, and he's going to be so cheap. Yeah. Like, incredibly cheap right now. Um, you can probably get this guy, you know. I mean, you can get him for, for the, probably the vet minimum right now. Yeah. Uh, so I mean I would not be opposed to to no. bringing somebody like like him back, you know just 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 to fill out the position and then maybe you know uh, double dipping in 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 in, uh, in the draft, you know what I'm saying? But I, I like I like I like the idea of Croft. Something something your know, yeah. Philip says he says yo no Tyler, <laughs> no Tyler Tyler Croft. Yeah, I mean I'm saying man, I mean he was he wasn't he wasn't bad, he wasn't bad. Um, I don't know anybody else. I'm trying to look in free agency, man. Is there anybody that that you think um, could be somebody that they would look? Jesse James. I remember him from uh, uh, when he James, played uh, wow. in, in Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But now he, he's in he, he's in Cleveland. Uh, that was another guy I thought was was decent. Max Williams. I remember him. Uh, I mean, these are the guys that are just like like bottom tier as far as contract is concerned. Um, maybe they addressed it. Uh, Maybe they don't. Uh, I don't know, man. OJ Howard is still there. <laughs> Maybe they decided to dip back in the well and bring him back. Hopefully, <laughs> I don't know. I th- you know, as much as kinda, I'd love to add bare. to it to to the position, I think that's going to be on their back burner. I really do. Oh yeah, I don't necessarily think it's a it's a yeah. it's a position of, of of high need. But if you, I mean, but you have to consider though. I mean, you only have Dawson Knox, Quentin Morris, and Tommy Sweeney. Yeah. If Dawson Knox were to sustain an injury where he was out for a significant amount of time, we are depleted. I mean, I don't know if yeah. how much you would trust Quentin Morris to 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 be there. I mean, he's okay, but I wouldn't trust him to be like my main guy, no. you know, and, and and certainly not Tommy Sweeney. So, I mean, we're just like like one injury away from from being in trouble at that position. So, I definitely think it's something that they need to address. Maybe not not necessarily um, you know, um a high investment whether it's free agency or the draft, but they, they, they do need to address it. There are some guys, man, that I'm very interested in though, in the draft. I was looking at some of these guys, man, these guys, some, some of these dudes, man, look very good. Very good, man. Like, yeah. do, do you have anybody? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'll defer to you. I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you give me, give me, give me your list or give me a few guys that, that, that pick your interest. Um, that there, are coming out you know draft. what? There's a lot of guys in that, that second to third round area. Um, most Thank people you. would look at like Darnell Washington from Georgia. He's that, massive six seven tight end that but but he was you know he was their second tight end there i mean georgia was Uh loaded this year and you know brock bowers was their number one guy who's basically a receiver but tight end 
yeah. Washington would be a great guy to add. I mean, what a target, you know, just dude, he's huge, guy. man. Enormous six, guy. seven, like enormous. six, seven, two seventy. The dude is humongous, man. I was right. watching some, some tape of him today. I'm like, Oh yeah. my gosh, this guy is big, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we didn't get to see him in the national uh, title game either. Cause he got injured in the first quarter. So we didn't really see a mm-hmm. whole lot. Um, obviously that, national championship game wasn't really anything mm-hmm. um, that was over before it started so um but uh, yeah when you look when you look at the tight ends though there's really one guy that's elite michael mayer i'm sure michael mayer man is yeah. fantastic you know you want to you want to find a guy that's open all the time you know oh dude I'm has sure some sweet Notre feet, Dame man. people on here probably yeah. tell you yeah um but yeah. uh yeah i just watch highlights of the kid and he just he knows how to find the middle of the field he's wide open you know yep. what? He reminds me of Kelsey. Kelsey's always open, mm. always open, mm. you know, totally different, you know, body theme. But I, I look at his route running in that. It's just absolutely elite. Yeah. Michael Mayer. I was watching some of them too, man. And uh, there's, there's just the dude's feet did like the way he, the way he, he gets off the line and moves. It's, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous, dude. Like I really mm. haven't, haven't seen it in a while. And uh, he's man, I'm trying, I'm trying to pull up a clip of him. Um, Cause I want to share my screen. So guys can kind of take a look at it just just a little bit here, but he is he is definitely the top dog for for a reason. Yeah. Now, matter of fact, here let me let me pull it up here. I want to share it. Let me see here. Um, but, but like you mentioned, him, uh, Darnell Washington, uh, Luke Musgrave from Oregon State is another yep. uh, pretty good one. Um, uh, Luke Kin, uh, Dalton Kincaid from tight from Utah. That kid, yeah, he yep, is yep. A, he's a solid tight end. Very solid, very solid. And so I um. I, I'm I'm interested, man, in some of those guys. I really I really would like to know um, what Brandon Bean thinks of these guys and whether or not because because I, I see some people. Um, as a matter of fact, hold on, I'll I'll address this here shortly. But here here's just a little a little bit of of watch. What just watch just watch this guy, man. This is Michael Mayer. The dude is. Look at that man. He's just he's so good. He is so good on the line of scrimmage. Very good routes. Let's take this route out right here. Very quick, right? There's another one here too, man. That, that, that shows him. I think it's in this in this clip. Uh I, I love him, dude. We're watching here uh, some highlights of Michael yeah, Mayer yeah. um, out of Notre Dame. Uh, the guy he was wide open off the line of scrimmage, yeah. wide open. This, well, this look, look, at, look at this look route. At that left, look at that left foot. Move. Yeah, yeah, that left foot. That left foot, man. Gone. Yeah, stuck it in the ground. Yep. Just, just very, very elite man for, for, for a tight end prospect. I, I love him. And then, and then, I mean, look at that. Look at the hands going out there, outstretching man, one handed catch. Like he, he is, he is, he is elite. a guy draped all over him, and he still manages yep. to catch the ball one handed behind his behind the guy's back. That's why he's I, a I first him. rounder. He's now, gonna be a first round lock. Oh yeah, big time, big time first round draft pick. But but the tight, but there, but there are some tight ends, man. That that the Bills. That they could potentially, you know, get. You know, I'm not too sure high how high on their list, but but yeah. I, I saw somebody in here. I think Amicus mentioned it. He said he said, "Yo, we need a wide receiver too." Period. And I get it. But who's to say that the wide receiver, or let's say the receiving option, the second option, is not a tight end? Like who says it can't be another tight end? You know what I'm saying? Like like I know you would want that 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 traditional wide receiver two opposite of Stefan Diggs or maybe a guy in the slot like that. But I mean, you can, you can, you can build it in a way to where it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an elite tight end. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I mean, so you just never know. I mean, I mean, how, how, how many years 
did, did Brady, you know, have have Gronk as his number one receiving option? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't a, a wide receiver per se. So I think we, I think you know, you can be very versatile and creative in how um, you add to the weaponry. Um, but if 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 you were to give me like a top dog tight end like a Michael Mayer or even even a potential guy like 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 Darnell uh, uh, Washington or like maybe one of the I don't know six or seven wide receivers ranked in the in the draft. I would I would I would probably go with a tight end man just because of the versatility that, that you can bring and I think that we can insert maybe a slot guy and just, just imagine for, for just for a second let's just just kind of dream with me for a second so let's say you say you get this this will never happen okay this will never happen but you got Dawson Knox tight end right let's say you get a Darnell Washington you add him okay to the tight end room and then you have Diggs Shakir Davis and then you add another wide receiver at some point in the draft um, you know what I'm saying? Maybe another slot guy, or you decided to bring Jameson Crowder back. Like, like that to me, because of the because of the addition of the of, to, of the tight end, who's a receiving tight end, I think it, I think it 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 rounds out the receiving weapon outside of you know what I'm saying, outside of just being a wide receiver. If that makes sense. Yep. Well, I get yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know, but but I, I'm interested, man, and, and just just some of these guys that I was looking at in the in the draft, I, I really I really like them. Do you think that I mean, do you, do you think the Bills will address that position at all? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I I free. Huh. It's that that's a really that's a good question. I I really don't know if they're going to address that. I think there's just so yeah. many other like important needs on this team right now that mm-hmm. I think that's going to get pushed to the side. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I think, I think it'll get pushed to the side as well. Um, I, I don't think they're going to go into next year with the same three that they have right now. No. I don't think so. Um, I mean, I mean, Jason says, you know, Jason Suggs says, your Dorsey showed no interest in using one tight end. Why would we go with two? Well, I get that, but because they, they, they signed a tight end in, in, in free agency last year in OJ Howard. So they evidently had a plan for two tight ends. It just didn't work out. So that's not to say that they don't that they're going to scrap that plan and not go with two tight ends again. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I I think they may add another one at some point, whether it's in free agency or the draft. I think they're going to add a guy. Um, I wouldn't necessarily think they're going to get a guy high or a high investment guy, but I am believing. I mean, I am of the belief that they will address that position um, here going forward. So, guys, I mean, Donnie, man, look here. Now we've been in here, man, an hour and twenty five minutes, and so what we're going to do is we're we're going to. We're gonna end the show right here, okay? Because in the coming weeks, man, we've got we've got a lot of yeah. positions that we want to talk about. We've got obviously the defensive line. We're gonna talk about. We've got the the skill positions, the sexy positions, right? Running back, wide receivers. We got all those. We're gonna talk about. Uh, and so, uh, all the way up until free agency or the or the, the legal tampering period when free agency starts. I think it's like March the thirteenth. I think um, we're gonna be talking about that. And I'm gonna have my man Donnie on here um, as well. Some other guests uh, coming through here periodically. So, and I appreciate you guys for tuning in, man. Uh, thanks so much, man, for for joining us, uh, for, for, uh, even being a part of the chat, man. So many guys here in the chat have been, have been putting their input in. I appreciate that. Um, to those who are, who are watching the replay, shout out to you guys and those who are listening via podcast format. I greatly appreciate you. So man, Donnie, before we head on up, man, is there any, any parting words, man, any, any, any last thoughts that you have that you want to share with anybody? No, I, I appreciate you having me on. It was great, great to talk. It's great to talk to the you know everybody out there, all the Bills yeah. fans. Um, if you're not following me on Twitter though, hashtag is up That's there. It, follow. I'm I'm one of those guys with Buffalo fanatics that are 
on the, the back end of it. I've been there for years, but uh, go ahead and follow me. And uh, well, I love talking college football, love talking Bills football. So, uh, you know, thanks for having me on. Anytime, Donnie. Anytime. And you guys make sure you give my man a follow, man. Great guy. Um, great, great follow. Um, love his love his perspective. Huge Gators fan. Hopefully there's another Gators pipeline. Hopefully we see another Gator or two um, coming out of this draft, man. Oh, man. Imagine. Oh, dude. This, this, is, there, is there any Gator, another Gator um, outside of Osiris Torrance that you think um, the Bills would have an interest in? Uh, maybe the safety. Uh, they have a kid, uh, Torrance and uh, Dean, would be two guys I would look at safety-wise mm. probably okay. later in the draft. Um, I'll tell you, the, the one Gator that I, I think could have a big career Mm-hmm. I think he came out a little too early. It was Anthony Richardson. Mm. Um, reminds me a little bit of Josh Allen. Um, oh, wow. I think he needed to stay one more year. Um, and yeah. he came out, but he's going to be a top 15 pick no matter what. But um, watch that kid down the road because he's got all the tools in the world. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. Well, guys, again, appreciate you so very much, man. Tune in next week, man. We're going to be here same time, same place. we got a lot we're going to talk about. Make sure you stay locked right here on Buffalo Fanatics. Do, do us a favor. Smash that like. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done so. And uh, look out for my man Rico tomorrow night. Rico report live. He's going to be doing his thing like he always does. Um, and then enjoy enjoy the festivities, man. I don't know what you guys are doing for Super Bowl. I don't know, Super Bowl party. Or is there like a Super Bowl, like a, a, a meal, man, Donnie, a, a go-to Super Bowl? This, this is what we do every Super Bowl. Is it like a tradition that you guys go with? We're doing um, some stuffed banana peppers. Stuff uh, and you I know love what? I don't peppers. know the rest of the menu yet. I got to yeah. talk to the wife about that first. Oh, nice, man. Yeah. I've never, I, I love banana peppers, never had a stuffed one before. What do you mm-hmm. stuff it with? It's uh, got a little gorgonzola breadcrumb stuffing that goes inside. It's a big buffalo thing here in Western mm. New York. So we'll be rolling with those. Probably do some wings, but yeah, got to ask the big boss what we're going to have for, uh, for the true yeah. Uh, meal. So yeah, I'm probably going to go with the wings too, man. Uh, yeah. you, you can never go wrong. Maybe yeah. a little bit of smoked sausage. I don't know. I'm a meat guy. I'm, I'm, I'm a big uh, carnivore, so I love all that. And uh, I don't know, man. It's, I'm just not feeling the Super Bowl, dude. I, I may I may take a look at it, but uh, I'm not going to be vested in it. I guarantee that much. Not going to be guaranteed. Not going to be vested in it at all. All right, guys. We are out of here, man. Again, appreciate so very much for everybody who's been tuning in. Smash the like on your way out. Always, God bless. And go. See you next time. so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, 
and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.